Man Tools is brought to you by EXO Auto Works, Colorado Springs home of the $30 synthetic blend oil change. Includes up to five quarts and standard filter. Additional oil and specialty filters extra. Includes tire rotation and vehicle inspection. Also, $225 front or rear disc brakes. Includes new pads and rotors. Applies to most vehicles. Call now, 719-375-3232 or visit exoautoworks.com to make your appointment. Enharmonic Studios. Enharmonic Studios is a hybrid digital analog facility designed to be quality and affordable to anyone who wants to make history. They have all the tools to help you with your audio and production needs. From tracking demos to full CD productions, reamping, mixing, mastering, and more. Want your VHS to DVD or your old cassettes and records to CD? They do that too. Whatever your needs, they can help. Call today, 719-963-2020, or go to facebook.com slash enharmonicstudios and let them know you found out about them through Man Tools for a special discount. Morty on the Move. Morty on the Move is a killer show that highlights the Southern Colorado music scene by bringing you a live performance and interview from a different band every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Tune in at facebook.com slash Morty's page or go there after our show to see what you've been missing. Madrid Maintenance, besides being our partner for Give Mom a Hand, our community outreach program, Madrid Maintenance offers excellent handyman services in the Colorado Springs area, like sprinklers, light fixtures, electrical, plumbing, disposal and softener installs, drywall, doors, paint, flooring and tile, appliance installs, and more, starting at just $35 an hour. You can reach them by phone at 719-963-2020 or online at facebook.com slash Maintenance. Tell them Mantool sent you for a special discount. We of this generation do not have to face a task such as that our fathers faced, but we have our tasks, and woe to us if we fail to perform them, content to rot by inches in ignoble ease, sunk in a scrambling commercialism, heedless of the higher life, the life of aspiration, of toil and risk, until suddenly we should find, beyond a shadow of question, that in this world the nation that has strained itself to a career of unwarlike and isolated ease is bound in the end to go down before other nations that have not lost the manly and adventurous qualities. Vickers and Union, you're like, nope. <laughs> Not going to happen. Yep. Screw it. I'm done. <clears throat> Can't do it. Yeah, we've been down with the sickness here <laughs> as well. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good joke, Trevor. 
good joke. <clears throat> Trying to post our phone number up to face the face pages if you guys want to call us here at Man Tools and join in the conversation. That number is very easy. It's 719-285. I'm typing as I read it. Nine six. Oh wait, no. Nine eight. God damn it. Six three. <laughs> I don't have my glasses, none of my contacts. I am just I am just in an awesome sauce today. That's all it is. So, how was your week, Trevor? Uh other than the aforementioned sickness, yeah. not bad. Uh with the sickness. We had yeah, Carolyn missed work. I missed work. Dude, I missed it today. I never miss work. Yep. Yeah, I try never to. I got uh oh, it's crazy, right? Crazy, crazy. I think it's all the driving. All the stress. Last weekend was pretty nuts, stress-wise. And uh, uh, one shining light is there's a there's a local band in town. I don't know if you guys have heard of them. They're called River Bottom. And if you're into like, you know, sassy blues rock and roll, they're the band to go see. It's all original. Well, I think they do other stuff to get gigs, but their original stuff is four on the floor to rock and roll. So we had a good time jamming in studio uh with them sunday all day that was super fun super super fun they did uh and then we came in during the week had some saxophone solos cool it was great i was just yeah. texting every, you know you post up at sax tonight <laughs> Ask it. what no literally look here's a photo <laughs> uh, those guys are those guys are hot uh, watched him play double sax alto and tenor at the same time Wow. That guy can blow. That's cool. It's like, seriously, it was freaking rad. Other than that, it's been uh it's been kinda wild out there. Kinda wild. Remember we got um we got Karma's a bitch, ladies and gentlemen. Karma will get you. You remember we was talking about uh, having that contract in Denver a couple months ago and they yep. came and you know, jacked us on the last <clears throat> day and then mm-hmm. I didn't know what was going on with that. Well like everything felt a little weird. I had a phone call from one of the the head guy over there yesterday. Hey man, hey, I'm a little scared. You know that phone rings and you yeah. see the boss, boss man, the head guy. You're like, shit, what do I do now? Hey man, how's it going? Um, hey, uh, we let we let that other dude go. <laughs> you want to go finish that job for us? Because uh, he doesn't work here anymore. <laughs> Wait, I don't want to know what happened. Yeah. I don't want to even know what happened to that that's, guy. That's none yet. <laughs> that's none of mine. None of mine. Out of my pay grade. He's like, uh, but thank you for sending us all those receipts and keeping such due diligence on your paperwork down there in Colorado Springs. I was like, yeah, sure, man. Anytime. This is how I roll. Pretty organized on the whole paperwork situation. So uh, I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, he doesn't work here anymore. I'm like, whoops. <laughs> If you do shady shit, you're gonna get popped. That's I think that's, that's what the happens, moral of yeah. the story on that one. So we're gonna get to go finish that job. It'll be nice. Be a nice another because uh, you know you know when you can't finish something, it, it feels awful. That sucks. Yeah, it's like no, that was we had it going on anyway. I digress. We have a we have an awesome show for you guys today. We have so much going on. We got a bunch of election twenty twenty. Stuff, a bunch of cool stuff in the NHL world, because, uh, you know, we, we sports ball it. And uh, um, we've got uh, uh, a caller tonight. We do. Well, a, a video. Yes. Guest. Um, in fact, let's go ahead and bring him in now. Yeah, let's do uh, that. We're going to be talking to uh, Randy Santel, who is a competitive eater. 
and among other things um he's holds some records and that and yeah we'll get him we'll get him on the phone here now or on the video. yeah we'll get him up on the pages that's the best ringtone trevor that's it the manly of man tools ringtones Even got the green screen. Look at you. Oh, yeah. Look at us. I think you're getting all the green, but we're getting all the. We have all the cool stuff, you know, the giraffes and the. Uh, oh, okay, all the okay. cool things running around behind <laughs> us. You know, somebody's somebody's frying I've up some. I've got a green screen, but I've never actually taken it out of the uh, out of the case. Well, hey, so what's up, Randy? I'm Eric. Eric, all right. I think you met Trevor I'm already. Trevor, yep. Yep, yep. And, uh, okay, awesome. Well, well, I appreciate you guys being interested. Yeah, man. Welcome to Man Tools. We're uh How long have you been doing this? Well, it's been a minute. Uh, we're we're I think we're right at a year doing the video podcasting stuff, but before that it was a few years on uh talk radio and uh, internet radio. Oh. Oh wow, okay. So it's been a while it's been a little while. Um Apple still still doesn't broadcast us because they said and I quote Looks like you guys are still new to podcasting. That is that is not true. We are up on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> I just can't. I can't help it. I bite the hand that feeds me every time. I just can't help myself. That's funny. And speaking of food, apparently you have uh, you have you're a man of many talents, but um, you apparently hold a few records in the uh, competitive eating. Yes. Yeah, I've got the most food challenge wins in the world. So 829 in uh, 37 countries and 50 states. So so wait, you get to you get to go around to other countries and just eat? Uh yes, yeah, Excellent. of them so far. I've got over 100 wins in the United Kingdom and Ireland, and then I've got quite a few. I've got at least two in almost all of those 37 countries other than I think uh Croatia. I've just got one there. Oh wow! Well, their menu is pretty small. I'm sure it's a small country. It's a small menu. So, but the goal is to get to at least fifty to fifty-five countries. I'm going to go on a giant, like, five-month tour next year uh, before and during the first half, and I think I'm going to get up to the fifty or fifty-five. That's crazy cool. So, how did you get started in? Um, I mean, in the whole competitive eating thing. We're on, right? Just making sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. Oh great. Okay. Uh, back in 2010, I was uh, looking into losing weight. I played high school and college football at Missouri State University in Springfield, Missouri, where I live now. And I just got another degree back in May of last year. But I had always been big as an offensive lineman. So I was looking into getting my weight down. And then I found out about this Men's Tell sponsored National Body Transformation Contest. Uh, and I participated in that back from it was like eight weeks back in the beginning of 2010 so then march 19 or no march 12th was the the finishing date so i was going to take my final photos and all that but like two weeks before i took the final photos my friend dan graham that i played college football with he invited me to do a 28 inch pizza challenge with him that he had lost with the previous partner in st louis it was called the pointersaurus uh, 28 inches diameter, 11 pounds. You had one hour to finish, and we ended up winning in about 48 minutes, exactly one week after I took those final photos. 
uh, just kind of a way to celebrate and treat ourselves after the two months of just miserable diet and exercise. But then, yeah, we won and got 500 bucks, and I realized, hey, I'm pretty good at this. I just ate like six, seven pounds of pizza and still had some more room left in me. I even got ice cream on the way home just to settle my stomach. And then a month later, I decided to do another challenge. I won a pizza. I was the first person out of over 120 people to win. And it was like an 18-inch almost deep dish pizza. I got $450 for that. So everything just kind of went from there. Wow. <laughs> we have – what's that place over here by the bunker? The Fat Boys Pizza? Oh, yeah, yeah. They yeah. have the oh, – what's it called? Oh, yeah, you guys are in Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they've got two locations in Oklahoma. Yep. Uh, Lawton, Oklahoma, and then Elgin or something like that, but it's the Gut Buster. Gut Buster. Yeah, there, there it is. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, I beat that a couple of years ago on my way home. <laughs> He's like, just on my way home, you know, I got off work. I was, I was got got off work, went and beat the, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get, uh, I think you get two or $300 for winning that, if I remember right. right. Wow. I know. I told Trevor we need we need uh, we need some new microphones. Let's, <laughs> let's go eat some pizza. We probably we probably lose horribly. I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's a lot of pizza, but that one. Well, the big thing with partner with partner team challenges is you got to have a good partner. Um, right. There's there's a lot of times where one person might finish their half, but they don't have a partner that can finish theirs. So while they yeah. finish their half, they still lose the team challenge. Yeah. Like in like an eating contest, like in life, it all depends on having a good partner. Yes, yeah, that's right. <laughs> See, you learn things here on Man Tools. That's what we learned tonight, folks. What a program! What a program! <laughs> uh, you're also um, body uh, the the whole bodybuilding thing. Well, I really, I, it's kind of like the bodybuilder is kind of like the term competitive eater. Once you do two or three eating contests or food challenges, you get the term competitive eater. With bodybuilder, there's no really other adjective that can describe it. I've never actually competed in a bodybuilding like contest or anything like that. It was just all from that body transformation contest that I won. And for winning that, I actually got, it was like a $15,000 trip for my friend and I. It was my first time out of the country. We both got flown to Auckland, New Zealand to appear on the set for a week. Uh, did you guys ever watch the show Spartacus? It was on the Stars Network. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, I got to meet uh, I got to meet Andy Whitfield before he passed away. Oh, I actually cool. got to eat lunch with him. Uh, I sat on Lewis, Lucy Lawless's uh, lap during a promo. <laughs> so yeah, and then, uh, Jamie Murray, her name is Gaia in the show. I think she fed me grapes. It was pretty neat. Wow, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> no, it was uh, a, it was a unique experience, but. To, I mean, like I said, that was like a $15,000 trip, and there's not many bodybuilders in the whole world that have, even in all their career, gotten a total of $15,000 worth of benefits. So uh, wow. if, you win, if you win a couple of sweet T-shirts and a couple of free meals, you win a lot more than most bodybuilders. Yeah, do. yeah, it may, it may be, maybe a sample from a supplement. Supplement, <laughs> something. Well, you got, you got, yeah, that's pretty much you got bent oh, over Xena where your princess's knee and spanked. I mean, that's what I heard. That's yeah. that's that's the story that's going through my head right now. Well, I, I was in a, 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 in a thong and I had a sponge hand. So. Wow, <laughs> uh, it was a pretty crazy day, but it was a lot of fun. Oh, I bet. That's super awesome. So uh, I was curious, what <laughs> when it comes to the competitive eating, 
um, are there any foods that you, uh, when you look at these challenges that you just dread and then the flip, are there any where you're just like, Oh yeah, this is my jam. Oh yeah. That one's an easy one. Spicy. Okay. So do you guys have any spicy foods at all? Have you had like Trinidad Maruga scorpions or ghost peppers or anything? Yeah, we have a place called uh, uh, the Western Omelet that's over here on the west side. And they ask you, do you want okay. it hot or do you want it hot? And you're like, I grew up in the south Colorado. I can handle the hot. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oh, really? It's hot. Yeah, anything, whether it's wings, chili, whatnot, if it's got the words Carolina Reaper in it, yep. I stay away from that. Uh, same with Trinidad Maruga Scorpions. When In regards to spicy challenges, pretty much the spiciest I'll do is ghost peppers. I can handle those. They're not fun, but also at the same time, I know I'm not going to die trying to eat them. <laughs> right. If I ate Carolina Reapers, I would I would probably feel like something is going to happen. So a few years back, well, more than a few years back, uh, my band was opening f- on tour for the band 10 years. And those guys all were married and had wives, whatever, blah, 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 right? But so they didn't want like groupies and shit on the bus. So what they would do is order a bunch of Taco Bell for all the groupies that were hanging around and they'd put the Carolina Reaper sauce, just like dab that on there and they'd all go, Oh, and they'd all leave and they're like, sweet. So they weren't like the bad guys, but they were being douche canoes at the same time. <laughs> but you know, so it wasn't like though there was no groupies hanging around. They they, had, they just left no matter how drunk they That's were like or how much they were. High school. And I was like, no way, it can't be that hot. It can't be that hot. He's like, dude, whatever. And I went, set it down. I played it cool for about 25 minutes. And my buddy standing next to me, my drummer, he's like, dude, I can smell it coming out of you. Like, it was hot. Like, the the enamel on your teeth goes, you know. He's like, how are you doing, buddy? I was like, I feel like I got hit by a bus. (laughs) Had to leave. You can't even feel your mouth. Your whole Mm -hmm. mouth just goes numb. It's it's kind of like. Uh, we were uh, not. I never did it, but I, I have a couple friends that like the community catch-up in the in the lunchroom in like high school and mm-hmm. grade school and stuff. They would take one of those bottles of those that hot sauce and they'd sprinkle it in there. And yeah. then all of a sudden, like ten minutes later, all you'd hear is a couple different. Oh my, my gosh! God. What the hell? <laughs> And then, and then our, our little table that knew about it would be the only table laughing. Right. <laughs> our road manager. <laughs> our road manager is like, why the hell did you do that? And I played it cool. I got off the bus. I, everybody was like, damn, dude, that was awesome. And he's like, why would you do that? I was like, they will never forget us. Like, ever. <laughs> they, come, they, came, they came back to tour, you know, like they were back on the road. And we went and saw them in Denver or some, something like that. And. They knew I was in the car, like, this motherfucker in the hot sauce. It was a story. Like, I'm now, I am now stuff of bus legend. That's why you that do dumb awesome. things. Yeah. That's why you do yeah. dumb things. It happens. But answering the other question that you had is, uh, I would say anything with a lot of variety. Uh, like uh, tacos, especially hot dogs, I always enjoy those. I'm always up for a burrito, especially if it's got a whole bunch of stuff on it, like served wet. Anything that's well presented, uh, if you, it, it means that the restaurant's putting a lot of effort into creating it, so it's usually going to be pretty good. So, one of my favorite tasting challenges was an eight-pound grilled cheese sandwich in uh, Chicago, that's Illinois. That five, sounds wild. It had five different layers, <laughs> like six different cheeses. It had chicken nuggets on it. It had mac and cheese. It had 
all kinds of stuff. It was crazy, but every layer was just so good. <laughs> so uh, let, let me ask you this. What <clears throat> it may sound like, you know, eating is just a natural function. So there's not really a lot of training or preparation, um, but to do it competitively, I think it's obvious that you, that there, you do have to have some kind of training regimen, some kind of preparation, uh, especially on the day of a contest. So what is, what is that kind of like? Oh, definitely. Yes. Yeah. You, you learn that the hard way if you don't believe it already. And that's one of the reasons I really actually got into and saw a future in the world of food challenges is because everybody was going into the eating contest side and nobody was really worried about the food challenges or nobody really focused on those. And then nobody at all uh, had any kind of tips for people to check out, say for like when I was when I was training to do that first pizza challenge, I had I looked everywhere all over the internet and I could hardly find anything regarding how to train. So that was one of my inspirations for my first website, randysantel.com. And then foodchallenges.com was an involvement uh, of that. But let's see. You want to, if you've never done a challenge before, you want to have like a week leading up, just have a few bigger meals. But then as far as like 24 hours before, around 18 to 22 hours before your challenge or your contest, whatever you have to eat big, you want to do a massive max out meal. Uh, what you eat kind of depends on you and how many calories you can handle. Like some people might go to a pizza buffet or Chinese buffet, or I used to go to a salad bar buffet uh, that had one at a grocery store uh, back in the day where I used to live uh, when I first started out. Um, you could also do, I used to eat like, I would just get the biggest watermelon I could find, and I would eat like 12, 13 pounds of watermelon all in about 20 to 30 minutes. And then what that does is it expands your stomach, uh, but like with watermelon and all the vegetables and stuff, it's high volume but low calories because it's a lot of water. So you'll basically just be peeing a lot uh, for the rest of the day, uh, the evening, whatnot. And then pretty much you just fast the morning of. I might have like a coffee uh, just since it's like a diuretic. Uh, I might have some yogurt or a protein uh, shake or something like that. Because you don't really, if you have like an evening challenge, you don't want to go in just totally starving, uh, dehydrated, and just totally empty. You want to still be feeling good, which is one of the reasons why you might want to have a workout before the challenge too. But you do want to be pretty empty once it comes time to eat. I've done a lot of two-a-days, and that's one thing that people can't really understand, where you do like a lunch one at like 11 a.m., noon, and then you do another food challenge that's around like 7 or 8 o'clock. Wow. <laughs> that's a hell of a day. Yeah. So, yeah. That is a one hell day, of a day. No, one weekend. One weekend over the course of a three-day weekend in Seattle, I did seven events totaling 33 pounds of food. Jesus. <laughs> so I would never try to do that. And that was without one bit of throwing up either. There was like a 72-ounce steak, uh, a three-liter bowl of uh, pho or ramen, uh -huh. and just a whole bunch of other stuff, burgers. And then my dumbest thing ever, I was in Des Moines, Iowa. I did 22, no, in 22 hours, I did four food challenges. Wow. With the fourth one being a spicy barbecue sandwich. And that sunk into all the food and then just turned everything into a big ghost pepper, 10-pound stomach of food. And I had to drive home to Kansas City for like three and a half hours. Oh, it was no. absolutely miserable. 
Oh, no. I kept having to pull off to the side of the road just to dry heave. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you want- yeah, so it, it sounds like you're unique in, uh, in that it seems like you favor, uh, as you said, the, more the challenges than the side-by-side, you know, line people up and who can eat the most, you know, hot dogs or whatever. Uh, yeah, most other people want to get on July 4th contest on ESPN. Yeah. <laughs> They just kind of do the food challenges as like a fun way to train. Right. But I've yeah. actually just had food challenges in my own little niche. Awesome. Um, you have a website everybody can get on and check out. Um, I know I know the whole Instagram is a thing now apparently. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> yeah, Instagram, but our main uh, primary pages are the YouTube channel. And then Facebook, we got over a million followers on Facebook, and then we're at, I think, 939,000 on YouTube, getting close to that million subscriber mark. And then if you ever want to know anything about food challenges, foodchallenges.com, I've got over 100 articles that I wrote over the course of a couple months with all the various tips, advice, strategy stuff that you could ever want to know. And there's a database of all the food challenges all around the world you can get on the map and search your state, your country, your city, whatever you want, and then you can find all the food challenges around you. So, but yeah, all the all the food challenge videos go on the YouTube and Facebook pages. Uh, one other thing I'd like to know is how do you not weigh like 600 pounds? <laughs> well, I did definitely get up there and weighed. I, I set a PR, I joke, uh, during 2019. I'm on a 12-week break from food challenges. I call it Sex Vacation 2020. Basically taking 12 weeks off just on home in Springfield, Missouri to diet and lose weight. But I got up to 373.9 pounds, which is a lot. Yeah. I was actually more than that. But my sister and I went to uh, Italy for like two weeks. And we were walking like 24,000 steps a day and not eating all that much, especially not really doing food ch- challenges so i'm down 40 pounds now back under 240 back under 340 and then i'm hoping i still have five and a half weeks left of the diet hoping to get back around 300 but then we're going from four challenges or four challenge videos a week back to three so i'll need to do a lot less i can have more breaks so but the the one thing that a lot of people laugh at is that i actually just got a degree in nutrition and dietetics So I'm doing all these food challenges to grow my platforms, especially YouTube and Facebook. But then once I do a 1,200-hour dietetic internship, I'll actually, in 2022, I'll be a registered dietitian. And then I'll go from a professional leader, and I'll convert my social media over to using the pages to help everybody better understand nutrition and weight management. Excellent. Excellent, and like you said, you've already had you've already, you've published a bunch of articles, and uh, that can all that stuff right can be found on your website. Is that right? At uh, yes, uh, yeah, foodchallenges.com. If you look up anything related to food challenges, all of my stuff will come up. I noticed yeah, that foodchallenges.com nice. is the main database. It's good to be the king. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was one of the cool things uh, when Man vs. Food rebooted and started back up. My buddy was on one of the episodes. And the producers told him, man, that Randy Santel guy is freaking everywhere. You put it in anything, and he's there. <laughs> so we've been working. Uh, my 10-year anniversary is March 19, 2020. 
coming up very soon. So we've been doing this for almost 10 years now. So it's all going really well. Awesome. Yeah. Excellent. Well, it's, it's a, <laughs> it's an unusual, uh, I guess you, is would you call it a sport sport? Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if they call ping pong a sport, then, yeah, we go with that competitive eating. I mean, you got to train for it. I mean, food challenges, the whole business from the restaurant perspective, they're successful, and that's because most people don't. Our motto with foodchallenges.com is win before you begin, uh, to train, strategize, and then if you do those two things, you'll be able to dominate. Most people – a lot of people that just wake up one day and say, hey, I want to try a food challenge, they don't realize all the effort and work that goes into it, and they get there, and, yeah, they might think they can eat all five pounds or whatnot, but they fail miserably, and that's where the restaurants make their money, which is great. Well, yeah, and it sounds, you know, it... You need losers to have winners. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's right. And it, it's, uh, you know, it... it probably is the biggest misconception is that you could just jump into something like this. Cause it's not like, it's not like a, a powerlifting contest or something like that, where it's obvious that if you don't train and just jump up there, you're going to get hurt. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. That's one of the things that if I ever do a food challenge or even a contest or something with like a rookie that doesn't really know what they're doing, I always warn them because they need to be careful if you don't, if you've never tried it before, if your stomach and your body and your esophagus isn't used to eating fast and you don't really know how it all works, you can be prone to putting too much in your mouth, not chewing right or something, and end up choking. So there's usually a couple yeah. deaths per year uh, from choking that's done from eating contests, and pretty much 99.9% .9 of the time, it's always first timers or people were just drunk and doing something stupid. So it's sad. Like there's, for example, uh, somebody died trying to do a donut uh, eating contest or a pancake eating contest, which they freaked out, which is the worst thing to do. All they would have had to do is just put a bunch of liquid in their mouth because they would have soaked into the carbs to help slide it down the throat. But right. they freaked out and bad things happened. And uh, as a professional and or even really amateurs, we kind of know those right. things, so it's a lot safer. Death by pancake. I mean, my grandma stuck to my ribs when I was a kid, but, yeah. Would not be the way I want to go. No, no, I don't want that no. on my tombstone. <laughs> he died. Flapjack Charlie, they called him. <laughs> <laughs> that darn pancake. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you so much for joining us on the show this evening. Um no, yeah. I appreciate you having me. I'm hoping to get back out to the Denver and Colorado area soon. In the okay, next couple months. So. Yeah, if uh, well, if you're if you're out this way, let us know. We'll try to come by and uh, you know cheer you on or <laughs> where you know, specifically are you at? We're we're down in Colorado Springs, but travel to Denver isn't hard. Oh, no. so, okay, no, yeah. do it every day. I've actually been wanting to every get there because uh, I haven't done any food challenges in Colorado Springs, so that would be awesome. We'll just, you know, swing by and, you know, destroy Fat Boy's Pizza real quick. And then, you know, we'll find you some more. We'll send them to you. Get some gas money. Right. Uh, you know, one thing I do want to do is Bo Joe's. Bo Joe's, yeah. I've, I've heard the name. There's I've never been there. There's a couple in Colorado. They've got, if you can't beat the Fat Boy's Pizza, stay the heck away from Bo Joe's. Theirs is like a 14-pounder. Jeez. 
and not to talk smack on them, but I've never heard one good thing about the pizza. I've heard I've heard it's really dry. It's just big. So I have a really good partner for that. Yeah, I don't know. It's like uh, all toppings with hardly any cheese or sauce. <laughs> so it's just like walking through the deli section and just douche, heat it up. Well, I think it's a lot of meat, so it's super salty. Uh-huh. Mm. Which, when it's really salty, it makes you have to drink more. Right. And then if you drink more, it fills up your stomach and you're See, out of there's strategy in this. It's a yeah. sport. You got to get oh, yeah. planning. You got to plan it. Oh, yeah. No, oh. if you look up the, the during the tips, uh, during the challenge uh, section of tips on the website, there's a whole bunch like what to eat first, what different drinks are best to use during challenges. Yeah, there, there's a lot to it. Well, and I'm sure the, the uh, restaurants that have the challenges, just like the casino in Vegas, that. they're going to stack the odds against whoever's trying to play against the house because they don't want to give that money out, you know, if they can help it. Uh, it depends on the restaurant, but, yeah, sometimes. Like, even I, uh, I've been screwed over many times as far as sometimes I'm still able to win. I know just from uh, especially the challenges that have been around a while, you can see photos of the challenges and stuff. and You know when you've been kind of shafted where they've given you an extra for half pound, half more than a pound of food. So, yeah, that happens every now and then. And so usually the restaurants that actually care about their challenge, that, like, promote it and really want it, you to enjoy it, they're usually the good ones. But it's the restaurants that really just have a challenge, started it a couple of years ago, and don't care about it anymore. They're the ones that are usually prone to, to throw in more food on so nobody wins. <laughs> then they don't have to do the payout. Uh. Make it super salty. It's a very short-term, quick-money way of thinking. It's not a very good long-term. All right. Well, right on, right on. Thank you again so much. We're going to move press forth here and get done uh, on a, at a regular, <laughs> at a decent hour here in Colorado. So we can all do it over, plow through the rest of cool. our show. Oh, I appreciate you having me on the show. It's been fun. Yeah, man. So, uh, give us a holler when you're uh, in the neighborhood, and we'll we'll definitely try to – you know, meet up with you, get you, you know, okay. show yeah, you some Colorado hospitality. Now, so we'll do. All right. And uh, so that's two, the two websites are uh, randysantel.com and then foodchallenges.com. Yep. Yeah. And I've got Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Snapchat, everything, just Randy All Santel. All of that. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. There's only one Randy Santel. So <laughs> I, I got lucky there. <laughs> I don't have a last name that 19,000 other people have. Yeah, Jones. <laughs> Good luck. Or Davis. Yeah. 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 Yeah, if you've got Davis in your name, there's probably 30 of you. <laughs> All right, well, uh, thanks for hanging with us. And, um, yeah, this is, a, I guess, a new a new sport for us to follow. Yeah, we need to follow yeah. this and put it in the sports section later on in the show. All right. Well, cool. Right. Good. I appreciate it. Awesome. Glad to be part of it. Right on, man. Thank right, you so much. Night, you too. All right, bye. Again, ladies and gentlemen, that was Randy Santel. Check out his websites. Check out his Instagrams, face pages. His uh, that was a weird shot. I don't nice. know. Look at that there. segue. <clears throat> um, <laughs> yeah, good, good fade out. And uh, yeah, I think we're gonna move on to the news. Let's do it.
guns. Oh, okay. Uh, why? We have Trevor's headshot. Why are we doing that? <laughs> Whatever. In the news tonight. Um, That's a more normal kind of size. There we go. There we are. Jens Nagard Kund... Knudsen. Yep, I knew I was going to screw that up. I'm pretty sure. <clears throat> He's the inventor of the Lego figurine, the little, uh, the little peoples. Uh, he passed away today at 78. So, um, I remember fondly, you know, putting together um, Legos with the nieces, and apparently, it's not okay to ask. You know, I, I want a beer. You want one? <laughs> <laughs> apparently, it's not a, it's not a good thing to do. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so he invented the little little dudes that go on the Legos, I right? Guess. Um, and helped develop the um, space sets and the castle sets. Remember those? Mm-hmm. Those were always fun. Um, one of our one of our podcast sisters, um, Toscano, Candence Toscano, mm-hmm. over at Toscano Interiors, her son um, is Lego. Like, uh, I can't, yeah, Savant, I don't know what he'd call him, but she's got this thing where he, he puts together just like the craziest, coolest stuff in Legos. The uh, the Tootsie Roll, who uh, many of you may know. Yep. From her, <laughs> uh, guest, from guest her guest a cameos. Times. Her ninja cameos. Um, she's, she's in her school's junior robotics. Mm-hmm. And at this level, because she's like in third grade, it's uh, Lego stuff that mm-hmm. they put together. It's, I didn't realize how complicated it was because they make stuff that moves around because it's robotic. Right. And I guess the Lego kits for these have like Wi-Fi and they control them with a tablet or a laptop. And, you know, they have to code in the commands that say, you know, move the arm like this or, you know, lift the crane. It's wild. It's awesome. (laughs) It's so awesome. That stem. Yeah. Whereas now they're trying to shoehorn steam. Are they? Yeah, and the A stands for art. And I'm like, you just undid the whole thing. Yeah. That's just everything. That's all of it. <laughs> Science, technology, engineering, art, and math. <laughs> and then when they need an H in there for silent, for home like, what? <laughs> Christ, Christ. Yeah. All right, spin it on. Um, I don't know. That's Randy's website. Yeah, check out Randy's website. We were supposed to put that up soon. Yep. No <laughs> Uh, this is pretty cool. Um, there's, you know, we've beaten the uh, biological men competing with women thing over the head pretty. We've done it we've roundly done it lately. Yeah. Um, this is the case of, uh, I guess, in North Carolina, this high school division doesn't have a separate girls' division for wrestling, and this girl dominated all the boys and won. Like she's just the champion wrestler for her weight class. The end. Marvelous. And I think there's some video here. Let's see if it works. No. She found this. No, no, we're not doing it with an ad. So No ads. <clears throat> Anyways, uh, Heaven Fitch became the first girl to win a North Carolina High School Athletic Association individual wrestling state championship. Last weekend in Greensboro, Fitch beat Luke Wilson of Robbinsville for the championship in the 106-pound weight class. And not to be... Uh, too arrogant she said i kind of dominated the match if i'm being honest which that's you know good for her yeah. <laughs> you, you win when you put in yeah 
Uh, she ended the season with a 54 to four record, which is, that's pretty awesome. Um, and won the most outstanding wrestler award in the one a classification. And I guess last year in 2019, she placed fourth. So she's, uh, you know, improved and that's awesome. That's how to do it. Just get after it. Just get after it. Let's see. Coming up next in the news, some awesome new toys. Yeah, this is definitely a cool stuff alert. <laughs> yeah. In the way cool stuff alert. So I've got one of those, uh, the little Remington Survival 22s that pack up and float. So if yeah, you drop the, them. Uh, yeah. AR7? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I have one of those. They're awesome. Super cool. This thing, tell them what it is, Trevor. Uh, this is the Chiapa M6 Excalibur. Uh, the reason they call it Excalibur, uh, it's labeled as a 12 gauge shotgun, which I guess is the base platform. Uh, but it is the only rifle or shotgun that you will ever need. Not quite as compact as like we were saying, the AR mm-hmm. seven, but it's pretty close and, uh, super versatile. It can fire. Uh, it basically has a bunch of interchangeable, um, uh, they call it an, a caliber adapter set. So it can fire 12 different calibers, including 380 9mm, 357 or 38, 40 Smith & Wesson, 44 Magnum, 45 ACP, uh, 410 shotgun or 45 Colt, and 20 gauge shotgun. And of course, the default 12 gauge. Let's uh, Do we have see video? if this video plays without an ad. <laughs> All right, what was that? Nine millimeter and twenty two. Wow. Sick. Hey guys. <coughs> Big Daddy Hawkman 1911 coming to you today. When I go out on range, I'll come in and I got a few bullets left in the box sometimes. I'll just take them and drop them in these jars right here. And they're building up all kind of calibers and everything. <laughs> But this I think terrible. I have a solution to this problem. Poor, poor baby. Let's go take <laughs> a look at it. So if you look on the side of the box there, it's the M6 combination folding right. shotgun rifle Fast forward, uh, right. with the X cap sight here, know. windage, elevation, that. all that good stuff, all um, at your fingertips. Adjustable. Yep. All right, here we go. That's that's just the dude's backyard. Well the house behind it. And over on the, the first popper on the right hand side. Okay. 22. <laughs> okay. Wow. So it has a uh, an extractor there. We got our 12 gauge and our 22. It's pretty cool. Very cool. Your turn. Okay. All right. We'll go 12 gauge first. And I like how it's just the over-under, uh-huh. like no moving parts. Just no moving parts. 22. <clears throat> Did I shoot it? <laughs> you can barely hear it. <laughs> Isn't that missed. something? That is pretty cool. Pretty darn cool. Look at that. Smoking. That is nice. All right. Let's put something else in it. All right. All right, these are the calibers that I found in the little uh, ammo pile here. So it's <laughs> just, just going to grab the 380, the 9mm. Oh, I see how they do it now. 357, 410, uh, 45, and 40. And let's go shoot them. 
<laughs> All right, let's do it. There is a little molly pack on the back, so you could put that. You know, you could strap that on your backpack or whatever, but uh, or your belt maybe. Yeah. Okay. All right, I'm just gonna pull these randomly out of my back pocket, and 45 is first. And right there. Man, this is a good way to get rid of this loose ammo, isn't it? <laughs> It'll take us all day. We're yeah, just going right. to lay these into the rubber dummy. Because okay. I have a potential critique here. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> if its default is 12-gauge shotgun, mm -hmm. that means once it gets past that little adapter, it's uh, no longer rifled. So it's really like almost like a pistol with just a tube on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Still cool. Still super cool. <clears throat> Don't don't go losing all of your um, your caliber adjustments. <laughs> yeah, sleeves. once you once you lose an adapter, you're. I bet they sell them, you know, online for a lot of extra. I'm sure they do. It's like an Apple phone screen. <laughs> That's pretty rad. All right, we're uh, cutting the news pretty short because uh, we did have the little you know the interview at the beginning. Um, so let's uh, slide into some election coverage. We'll get into some fun. <laughs> 2020. Fun and, fun and sad. <laughs> fun and sad. All right. Um, this is the part that made me kind of sad. I jokingly refer to him as Dementia Joe. But it's kind of showing that that's not as much of a joke as I'd like mm -hmm. for it to be. Um, and this is an, yet another example. I don't understand. Like, someone from his family needs to pull him out or, you know, something. Because um, it's getting... <clears throat> yeah. it's it. I find it sad that he's out there making a fool of himself like this. But uh, check this out. South Carolina is going to determine who the next president of the United States is going to be. You really are. You're the ones that sent Bill Clinton to the presidency, and you're the ones that sent Barack Obama to the presidency. And I have a simple proposition here. I'm here to ask you for your help. Where I come from, you don't get far unless you ask. My name's Joe Biden. I'm a Democratic candidate for the United States Senate. Look me over. If you like what you see, help out. If not, vote for the other guy. Give me a look, though, okay? That's all I've really got to say to you. I'm about, I got two minutes and 30 seconds left. I'm looking at the clock down here. Yeah, and the last time he ran for Senate was like in the eighties. So <laughs> he's a little seems a little confused there. Well <clears throat> that whole thing we were talking about with the money goes you can use your campaign funds for your presidency to fund your Senate run. So maybe it was a little slippage yeah, there. Maybe. I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, well he's losing it. Yeah, that's what it seems like. Um and that's <laughs> that's beside the like uh the references that no one gets, you know, from the thirties. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get rid of the malarkey. It's like what? <laughs> Are you trying to beat Roosevelt? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> what's your <laughs> No malarkey. <laughs> You're not going up against Eisenhower, buddy. It's, it's a different different era. Yeah. Um, yeah different era. 
the other thing that I found interesting this week, there was also a debate, and maybe I'll touch on that for a second. Um, I don't have any video from it because it was pretty run-of-the-mill. Uh, <laughs> you know, it was... Everyone's shitting on Bloomberg for being a gazillionaire. Yeah. Um, he's shitting on Sanders for being a socialist. And then the other guys are trying to just claw their way into just something in something there. Something in there. Yeah. Um, but speaking of the other guys, Mayor Pete, Pete Buttigieg. Um, but gigs. <clears throat> but jig. This has uh, kind of been discovered this week that uh, a lot of his uh, speeches are just plagiarized Barack Obama. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fine. That's so. Uh, if he if he sounds familiar, then you're probably right. a two bit mayor from South Bend, Indiana, with a lousy track record, running for president of the United States. Cup. I'm gonna slide it forward to what we care about. Well, she's not biased at all. Yeah, nice. you know. That there is a certain presumptuousness in this, a certain audacity to this announcement. I, I recognize the audacity of doing this as a Midwestern millennial mayor. And church basements, and in our schools. Reaching into church basements and barber shops, into <laughs> universities. Light shining. He's putting a little spin world. on it, but it's pretty. As a beacon around the world. One voice can change a room. And if a voice can change a room, it can change a city. And if it can change a city, it can change a state. And if it can change a state, it can change a nation. And if we can light up a neighborhood, then we can light up a city. <laughs> if we can light up a city, we can light up this whole country. Yeah, <laughs> that's the guy the Dems are pinning their hopes on. Okay. <laughs> All right. You know, if you're a stand-up comic, you'd get called out on that. Maybe you weren't. Yeah. <laughs> Well, like I made, I made a joke on uh, Morty on the Move mm -hmm. that uh, musicians have it a lot easier than comics because they can play covers. I can't come up there and go, I get no respect. I get no respect. <laughs> just do that all night. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. You've heard this. Get off the stage. Unless you're, yeah. Everybody <laughs> but, you steals, know, everybody a, steals Mitch A Hedberg. band rolls up there and goes, do, 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 do. It's like, yeah, Zeppelin. Yeah. We dig it. <laughs> like, it's not fair. It's not fair. It's really not. So... Yeah, that's uh, yeah, not a whole lot in politics, but that's know, a right. Couple, we'll couple move things. On. Um, I guess we'll get into the uh the sports balls. Yeah, a little some sports balls. I even got to wear my hockey jersey today. Yeah, that's the. Uh, I don't feel good. I'm just gonna <laughs> kick it around the house. Hockey jersey. <laughs> like, you know. see we've got some scores for you the finals um final scores for tonight uh, rangers over the canadians blackhawks killed the lightning uh maple leafs oh wow five to three over the panthers the bruins over the stars 
Senators and the Canucks went at it, but uh, Senators beat them out. Uh, you know the Wild? From up there in Minnesota? Minnesota, 7-1 to against the Red Wings tonight. Uh, happening right meow in the last seconds of uh, the matches. It's um, Flames over the Predators and uh, the Jets over the Capitals. Blues and Islanders are tied up. And later tonight, that's where I'm going to be here in a little while, I'm going to be watching the Sharks and the Devils. Old Jersey Devils. And Jersey Devils. We got a few highlights from the hockey from this we week. Do. So let's check that out. Plays of the week. Can put it right on a platter for him. Because that's up for a Vescan drive. He scores! His spectacular history making continues. 700 red lights. He has just joined an exclusive club. And there's all of eight. Fired ahead for Nieto. He'll race in. Belvar, what a save by Quick into the slot. And the Kings knock it away. That could be the save of the wow. year for the L.A. Kings. How did pretty. Jonathan Quick leap in the air and make that nope. blocker save? I can't believe my it. I, I just off the end of the blocker. I can't believe it. They look much sharper here to start this game. Without question. Here's Felino. Walks in. Felino. Scores! Polino factored on the first goal. Here he is. Watch between the legs. Whoa! Pulls it between the legs, away from the poke check, and then off the pad, far side on Elliott. Way to go, Nick Polino. What a play upstairs. Yeah, it feels good. Advantage at far side, Panera. Cross sides. What a save, Barazic! Spectacular save off Mika Zabanajad. Highway robbery. Oh my gosh, what a save. That's highway robbery that will land Morozik and Alcatraz. That's how good it was. What an absolutely sensational save. Loading up for the push and then getting vertical. That practically took the pocket out of the glove. It was so good. Then with Sagan and Perry. Perry moves it over to Sagan and he scores! A nice juggling act by Corey oh, Perry. Oh, that's really good. Just basically bunts yeah. it over yeah, to Sagan. <laughs> he had to bounce it once off the plate. <clears throat> wow. That is some death work. Aerial. Perry. And then Sagan goes skates to stick nice. to 2-1. to one. Oh, Kirby with a massive hit on Claude Carew. Crowds on their feet, loving it. Ooh. Oh yeah, he goes airborne for that one. Rush with it for the Penguins. Here comes Balkin down the left side. Balkin puts a move on Carlson. Oh, really? A spectacular goal for Gilly Balkin. He ties the game in three. This is incredible. What an individual effort by Evgeny Malkin. Good job by Russ to I keep it alive. Yeah. Here comes Malkin down the left Matrix side. Matrix that up. Turns yeah. Carlson whoa, 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 inside whoa, whoa, whoa. out. <laughs> forehand. Backhand back to his forehand. Freezes Holtby. Watch how deep Holtby is. Pretty. That is something special by Malkin. Adele Johns wants this one. Into a Bortuzzo blocked it. And the chance for Dickinson has blocked it. He made a tantalizing stop. Dickinson in tight after the initial shot from the blue line. He got it elevated everything, but Allen didn't give up on it. Gets the paddle and the 
fat paddle. The canoe paddle of that goalie stick on it to keep it out. <laughs> now a chance for McDavid. Great commentation. Hunter McDavid coming in with Sam Gagne. McDavid waits. What a play! What a goal! Connor McDavid, welcome back! Classic Connor makes it 3 nothing for the Oilers. Passes it to himself off the boards, and then 100 moves from here. Oh, and you said it. What a, what a goal. In front of T-shirt, and Jones with a stick save off Gusev. What a stop by Whoa. Mark Jones. He got the blade <laughs> of his go? goal stick Doink. back across the goal mouth and stopped a certain goal. Tyson Perry for Marner. In front, Nylander scores! What a goal! Nylander puts it through his legs and in! This is absolutely unbelievable by Nylander. What a goal! Nylander will sneak in the back door here, huh? Raising. Because of that, he's left all alone, and then an unbelievable move in tight, off the post and in, between his legs, on a highlight real goal. Usually need to ask before you go in the back door. Um, a sport we haven't seen anything new from in a while uh bare knuckle fighting just mm -hmm. had their 10th championship and uh this is like full of music so i'm going to mute it <laughs> okay we'll just have a little chitty chat over the top of this. uh but here's some highlights from the bare knuckle fighting championship oh <laughs> oh i missed it i was watching the other guy let me see if there's commentary no it's basically a music video. Just a little music video. <laughs> he sucked him good. Yeah, he did. It's quite the entrance there. What's this Lord Raiden? <clears throat> Mortal Kombat. Well, we can't say that. You have to get sued, boy. <laughs> All right. Let's, does he do it to it? Ow. Yeah. Yeah, he's getting him. Down on the second round. I love their fucking sportsmanship in this. Oh, oh like a throat punch there. Oh. <laughs> Got him on that one. Pick him up. Uh, pick him up. That was, uh, that was awesome. They're doing the Matrixy thing here, too. Yeah, Slow a little bit. Down. Hello, ladies. I'm guessing they're the ring car girls hanging out. Car girls, something. Here's another rad entrance. <laughs> and then, ooh, out body shots. Oh. <laughs> oh, sneaky Pete over here. Look at him. Spinny spin spin. Spinny spin windmill spin. Reverse windmill. No, they can't kick. I know. I thought he was going for a. <laughs> that's kind of. It looked like he was going to roundhouse him or something. Mm -hmm. but... Oh, that's his hair. I thought that was part of the hat. Oh, I, that's interesting. <laughs> He's like, I got to get in the ring. Yep. Moving. All right, show some more uh, Show some more hits. There we go. Okay, right out the gate. Yep. Did you see any of the Fury Wilder? I did not. Nope. Did not. This is the most TV I've watched all week. <laughs> Seriously. 
Oh. Oh, by, oh. Wilder is blaming his loss on the uh, silly costume that he wore into the ring because it weighed like 40 pounds. And it's like kind of like, yeah, maybe you shouldn't wear a 40-pound costume. That's on you, bud. Apollo Creed shouldn't have danced for a half hour before the fight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, that's not a real, it's not a real, right? You know that look. It's supposed to be exhibition. I get it. Yeah. You know, he certainly wasn't thinking that he'd get killed. Uh-huh. <clears throat> you know, that was a movie, Trevor. Yes, I get okay, it. Okay. I, I, was get it. That yeah. wasn't... I get it. <laughs> Just saying it. Maybe it strategically is. that wasn't the right move for him. Yeah, strategically. Oh, he's a stick and move guy. Yeah, Mr. Purple Trunks is not playing around. These guys are, oh, they're close to the same weight class, but I think Purple Trunks has him out. I did, yeah, outgunned. I did yeah, I don't know what the range is on the. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm gonna say heavy. <laughs> I'm gonna say heavyweight. This yeah. is the heavyweight bout. <clears throat> Damn, they're just eating him alive. Uh, so I'm guessing from the headline that that's uh, Hector Lombard. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that would be Hector Lomb Lombard. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that dude's a beast. And I guess uh, Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship 11 is coming up March 14th. Excellent. I wish they would let us carry it on our channel. That'd be so nice. <laughs> That'd be so nice. Uh, moving on to some strength sports. If Chrome catches up with my clicks. There we go. Uh, this bench press from Larry Wheels is insane. It's a 650-pound bench. Um <clears throat> Let me see. Uh, yeah, 290 kg with a good pause at the bottom. Like, it, it would have counted in competition. So. <laughs> and I like the, uh, the tagline for it because it's an Instagram video. It says, what do you do for a living? Make noise and lift heavy shit. Press. <laughs> Pounds. Um, and then uh, former world strongest man Eddie Hall um, they're calling this a world record uh, there are already people saying not so fast um, he decided to do a uh, a um, wad workout of the day from CrossFit okay. and uh, and break uh, Froning's record um, so it's uh I guess he's doing, uh, I don't know, CrossFit has little names for these. Uh, he's doing the, they were calling it the Grace, but then they decided to call it the Isabel. I guess the Grace workout calls for stricter form on the clean and jerk. The Isabel allows for more of a loose form or to simply snatch it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you're going for 30 reps in as fast a time as possible. And I guess he beat Froning's um, record. Oh, maybe this isn't a video. 
Nope, it's an image. Okay. Well, so he did, he snatched, uh, basically snatched this weight 30 times. And I'm trying to see what, if it says what the weight is. I think just from looking at it, it looks like 135 pounds. Yep, 135 pounds, 30 times. Oh, here we go. Here's some video. And yeah, there's like driving to the place. Oh, I so it's like to, a whole document. I want to get to where he actually starts. So, there's more to CrossFit, so I've just done the grade, so quite fancy having a little dive into a bit more. So I've seen that you guys do walking handstands. I think the best thing to do is get me in a handstand position, hold my legs, get me fine balance and then let me go and then see how I get on. This is when I fall on my hip and break my hip or something, innit? Yeah, there you go. Right, you're going to catch me. There we go. He's basically doing one a second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And as is quickly pointed out in this article, uh, he does do 30 unro- unbroken reps, but the uh, form which he performed them in would be subject to some criticism by athletes or officials in either the CrossFit Games or Olympic weightlifting. But uh, still very impressive to me. <laughs> yeah. Especially for as big as he is. like to be That's a, kind yeah. of more of an endurance kind of thing, and he just, he just fucking does it. <laughs> Got after it. It's like that. <clears throat> just gets after it. And that brings us to this week in his story. If I can find that scene. There we go. All right. This week in his story, um, February 27th, 1933, uh, the German Reichstag building in Berlin burns down and uh, gives the Nazis a great excuse to uh, suspend a bunch of uh, personal liberties and increase their power. And uh, some actually suspect that the Nazis were behind the... (laughs) I've I've never I have no doubt I have never seen anybody you know burn down a building and then to to get power to further their yep. financial or propaganda. Um, February twenty eighth, eighteen sixty one, the territory of Colorado is established. Happy week for us. Yeah. Um, February twenty ninth, sixteen ninety two. 
zoom that one in a little bit. <clears throat> People were a lot happier back then. Yeah, don't they look happy? <laughs> Sarah, Sarah Goody, or Good, I'm not sure how you pronounce that, and Tichuba uh, are accused of witchcraft in Salem, sparking the hysteria that uh, leads to the Salem witch trials. Like I said, people were happier back yeah. then. But she's a witch. <clears throat> um, March 1st, 1808 in France, Napoleon creates uh, the imperial nobility <laughs> yep. after after conquering the country. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, he looks a lot taller in his pictures. I think that's actually the sun. Are we getting catfished here? I'm n- I'm 90% sure that's actually Joseph Napoleon, not... Uh, mm-hmm. Or I mean, Joseph, but Bonaparte, whatever yeah, the Bonaparte. correct thing yeah. is. Anyways, yeah. Um, the whole family got coronated as something that day. Everybody. <laughs> Nepotism at its finest, yeah. folks. Uh, March 2nd, 1815, to put an end to the... Uh, Robberies by the Barbary Pirates. The United States declared war on Algiers. And this is kind of, this is like the old school war on terror. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this was real shock and awe. Um, <clears throat> March 3rd, 1817, the first commercial steamboat uh, route from Louisville, Louisville, Louisville. to Nolens is opened up. All right, we look forward to your letters on my pronunciation <laughs> of your towns. Uh, <laughs> and uh, finally, March 4th, 1914, uh, Dr. Filator? I don't know. Filatio? I don't know how to pronounce this. Uh, Sounds Paris, good to me. France, uh, for the first time, successfully separated Siamese twins. Now, I'm going to note, these are not the twins. When I Googled that, for images, I just found random pictures of Siamese yeah. twins, so we grabbed one that looked uh, like they, it was from the correct time period. They probably, they probably kept really good documents <clears throat> in 1914. Yeah, sure. yeah. Let's not tell anybody about this until we're done. Until we're done, and just in case. If it all goes to shit, we'll throw it in a bucket. That's pretty much... <laughs> <laughs> it was with the Dark Ages, man. Uh, that's true, that's true. I mean, uh, but that has been this week in... His story. story. Well, folks, haven't been uh, doing many um, handy jobs, and the job I have been doing doesn't allow me to post pictures of anything. So, yeah, kind of one of those deals. We haven't had handy jobs for a little bit. Um, we will be having some cool premium content. I think we're meeting up, uh, what is that, tomorrow? Um, no, the 6th. Yes, the 6th. Yes. 6th. Next Friday. Yes. Got yeah, we'll have some more premium content. All of that will be on our we'll, Gumroad. We'll bang out. Uh, we'll bang out the next. Um, yeah. What is it? Uh, Confidence Killers. Yep. Uh, that's also. Um, we'll be working towards next week's show, <laughs> or I mean, a couple weeks from now. Uh, Jack Donovan will be returning. The show will air on the twelfth, but we're going to be pre-recording. Yeah. So we so. No call-ins or shit posting on that night. Yep. Um, the hobos and the whoever this whoever these other guys are. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Um. Any uh. Jokes on you. You had to listen to our ads. <laughs> the, the recognizing and dealing with manipulation. 
premium podcast is out now on Patreon or Gumroad. Doug needs to watch that one. Yeah? Yeah. I think a lot of people need to watch that one. <coughs> there are a lot of people who need to watch that one. You guys check it out. It's very affordable. It's on Gumroad. And a buck for the audio, two bucks for the video, or join Patreon and you get all of them. Just bang, bang, boom. Bang, bang, boom. It's all good. Well, we're going to wrap it up and head on down the road. Uh, I would like to thank our sponsors, EXO Auto Works and Harmonic Studios Madrid Maintenance and Morty on the Move. Um, thank you for watching, listening, ordering our podcasts on your mobile devices, in the uh, wherever you wherever you enjoy podcasts. Thank you for listening on the face pages, the Twitters, the Instagrams, YouTube's, Twitches, all of them at uh, mantoolsmedia.com. You can check that out. Uh, if you haven't noticed, our website got a nice fresh coat of paint. It did. And uh, Trevor, you did an awesome job on that. Thank, thank you, you so so much. It looks super good. From that website, you can visit our uh, Patreon, uh, Gumroad, and Threadless for all of our merch, premium content, and patronage options. Thank you guys so much. Um, again, March 12th, Jack Donovan returns to Man Tools. Uh, if you haven't checked out Start the World Instagram or anything from Jack Donovan, please do. Have your questions ready because he'd be happy to answer them. Yeah, I've got a few for him. It's going to be a great show. Let's go home. That's it. You're our home. Good night, everybody. Slots, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.